Welcome to another recession business case study number four in our series looking at a little company you might have heard of called Apple and specifically how Apple helped return jobs. Obviously that is a little bit of a pun. Steve Jobs's history with Apple is fairly well known but I want to focus on a very specific period. Now it's not the early days of the late 1970s when Steve Jobs founded Apple with his friend Steve Wozniak, author of the best-named autobiography of all time, I Was. And I'm not going to focus on the mid-1980s when Jobs entered into a power battle and was sacked by his own company. I'm also not going to focus on the mid-2000s and beyond when the iPhone was launched and made Apple the first trillion-dollar company in the world. Instead, the focus of this recession business case study is 2001. Let's talk about the dot-com bubble bursting, which coincided with Apple bringing Steve Jobs back as CEO after the company had almost collapsed several times during the 1990s. When Jobs came back, he was initially the interim CEO. He dropped the interim and got serious in January of 2001. What had changed? What propelled Steve to get serious it was the bursting of the dot-com bubble in the year 2000. You may recall at the turn of the millennium there was this genuine belief that maybe the internet meant companies didn't actually need to be profitable to be valuable. Cold reality kicked in a few months later as interest rates rose, several large mergers failed to eventuate and the Microsoft antitrust ruling was handed down holding tech companies to the same rules as the rest of us. The NASDAQ tech index lost 78% of its value, including 25% in a single week during April 2000. People who say the coronavirus recession is unprecedented just have short memories. So what did Steve Jobs do to take a company that was struggling even during the boom and help it buck the trend? Quite simply, he bucked the trend. There are several initiatives that Steve Jobs pushed through during the dot-com bust and the recession that followed. In May of 2001, only a quarter after taking on the official CEO role, Jobs announced the launch of the Apple Store. To stop Apple being poorly presented and undersold by third parties, he was taking back the retail channel to market directly. Now today, when Apple stores look like those in this picture, as opposed to the original one, which is a little bit darker and a little bit more wood, that may seem like an obvious thing to have done, but in 2001, the concept of a tech company owning the retail channel is a bit like Kellogg's cornflakes deciding to take up cold calling and door knocking in order to sell cereal at breakfast time. It was controversial, it was not particularly well received by the market, and absolutely the success that Apple has had through the Apple Store was certainly not preordained when Steve Jobs made that decision in 2001. The second big decision that he made in 2001, that first year back as CEO, was October of 2001. So this is after the events of September 11 had sent the entire US economy into a recession. And that's when Jobs launched a product that changed everything, the iPod. No wireless, less storage space than a nomad. Lame, said Rob Commander Taco Malder on Slashdot in a scathing review of the new product. What Commander Taco and others failed to realize was that the iPod wasn't created to be Apple's hero product. It was designed to be small by the standards of the day and a cost-effective way of putting the Apple brand into more homes and more pockets. 
It was also cool, which helped with profit margins. Through the iPod and the Apple stores, which were there to sell it, and the actual Hero products like the MacBook, year-on-year sales for Apple almost doubled. Profits, because of the profitability of the iPod, because it was cool, even though year-on-year sales only doubled, profits were up by almost 600%. Now, you can't buy a classic iPod today. You can't even buy some of the variants that followed, like the iPod Mini, the Nano, the Shuffle. They've all been discontinued. Apple computers missed the best of the dot-com bubble. But with Steve Jobs, they had a head start on the dot-com bust and the national recession that followed. Steve Jobs saw, by thinking long-term with the iPod, that they were able to launch a gateway product that saved the company and planted the seed for today with iPhones, MacBooks, cloud. In 1998, less than 1% of Americans bought an Apple product. By 2012, 50% of all Americans owned an Apple product. In fact, they averaged 1.6 products. The iPod being the gateway, being priced efficiently, during a recession, allowed the Apple ecosystem into more homes, the Apple ecosystem into more pockets, as well as the hearts and minds. By 2017, that ownership had grown even further. Two-thirds of Americans owned an Apple product, and in fact, they owned an average of 2.6 Apple products each. The share price for Apple the world's first trillion-dollar company, by no means inevitable, but can pinpoint its genesis from the decisions that Steve Jobs made during the 2001 recession. What do I see as the most valuable lesson of the Apple example during the dot-com bust? Now, when I was growing up, 1990s, Apple Computer had a reputation for being expensive and for being stuck in their own walled garden, their own little bubble. And today, 2020... Well, frankly, Apple have a reputation for still being expensive and for still being off in their own little bubble. Only now, more people, two-thirds of Americans in that study, actually want to be inside that bubble. To me, the key success of that recession business strategy was taking the essence of the Apple brand, as Steve Jobs saw it, style, distinction, and putting it in people's pockets. This was good technology, it was great design, and it was the right price point for the economic situation. So for your business during the coronavirus recession, what is the essence of your brand? And is there a way to distribute that wider, even during turbulent economic times? If you like that case study, hit the like button. If you want more, hit subscribe. Join our group on Facebook, join the mailing list for updates on business case studies, economic progress, and more.